Welcome to Emerging Tech Mastery, a show that demystifies cutting-edge technology like cryptocurrency, the blockchain, metaverse, NFTs, virtual reality, the maker movement, artificial intelligence, machine learning, cloud, edge, and even fog computing. Strap in as we ride into the fourth industrial revolution. Emerging Tech Mastery provides actionable knowledge, regardless of skill level, from experts in the trenches. We piece together this intel in easy-to-consume media formats, processes, and procedures. See you in the future. Thanks for joining us on another episode of Emerging Tech Mastery. I'm your host, Aaron Mungle. On this episode, I'm going to cover my top insights from the emerging tech field for 2023. So my first insight is technology innovation, like history, repeats itself. After Seagraph 2023 this year, I realized how a lot of so-called emerging technology was being worked on in the 70s and even earlier. So it really hit me that there's a whole body of science and researchers and universities and all kinds of people that have been behind the scenes tinkering away on these big ideas and if you look at some of the early papers presented at Seagraph they seem like they could read the same as if it was 2023 so that was a big one and you kind of realize a lot of the same things are repeating but just in new forms higher quality right like higher resolutions and certainly the software has more powerful hardware behind it so that allows newer things to happen like AI. The next thing is emerging media technology is a quietly growing giant. You have things like photogrammetry, 3D capture, and volumetric video that are rising stars in the photography and video space. Couple that with new production methodologies like virtual production, live action, moving background LED screens, and you have a whole new way of creating digital images, video, and just media production as a whole for things like TV, movies, and even sports. The next thing is every technology has its up and down trends and often happen at different times. So you have Gartner who coined the hype cycle, which is a good rubric and it sort of highlights the ups and downs and peaks and troughs of a given technology set. But one thing to consider is that every niche goes through their own growth phase at different times. So keep that in mind with investments or professional endeavors and career choices, not to say that the tech dies off, but that hype trend really does shape what events are available, how excited people are, and if you're very interested in dialing into things that are popular, you may not want to go towards things that are having a down phase. So crypto and blockchain is a great example of that right now. But regardless, the tools continue to be built, developer communities continue, and with or without funding. So the hardcore people will keep tinkering no matter what and thank goodness for them because if we did not have them 
we would not have any of these tech stacks and we certainly wouldn't have any survival through these down periods where the hype and the sort of excitement and enthusiasm sort of wanes. The next insight is augmented reality or AR is really the current golden child of mixed reality, extended reality, and it's bringing up the whole category into the spotlight. So if you've been following XR over the last five to 10 years, you'll know that VR had a bit of a boom in maybe the early 2010s, like 2014, 2017. That was sort of my experience of the peak. And then it sort of struggled to go mainstream and meet expectations. Although I will say that Meta or Facebook and HTC, I think they really did make a dent in the industry. However, it definitely didn't seem like it went as mainstream as people expected. Like that iPhone moment didn't happen back then. But the main reason that AR now is having its boom is that as you may know, Apple has had its much anticipated foray into the market with their Apple Vision Pro. And I think a lot of people think that might be the iPhone moment. We still have yet to see what kind of adoption takes place after the fact. It is a little expensive. However, the first iPhone was definitely not cheap and it had pretty limited features. So I think the Apple Vision Pro is actually a pretty powerful piece of technology that offers quite a lot right out the gates. Not to mention there's the whole Apple ecosystem that already exists. So I do think we might see if there is going to be an iPhone moment, it will most likely happen a lot quicker than trying to actually create a new category from scratch, which admittedly takes quite a long time. The next insight is metaverse is the ultimate shapeshifter and crossover category into many industries. Metaverse is a very adept chameleon and shapeshifter due to its ability to be in many niches while also being in its own niche. Very, very sneak. This is because Metaverse is an amalgamation of technologies like software, hardware, that are also found in mixed reality and the media tech people's tool belts. Metaverse seems very much like an extension of communities and digital realities. So I can definitely see where these current chat groups we're in, whether you're on Telegram or Discord or even LinkedIn or Twitter spaces, it seems like the Metaverse, maybe not anytime soon, but is definitely set up to be a new medium for us to gather in digitally. So that could be the next sort of evolution of Zoom calls or, you know, whatever we're using for or group conversations and video chats, I do think that metaverse in some form could be that next player or medium or tool for that. And that's why I think metaverse is actually quite ubiquitous and it could really touch every industry where it almost is like everyone's in a certain chat, right? So keep your eye on that one. The next insight is tech conferences with broad categories or even specific niches tend to sprout offshoots as the industry grows. Look at Web3, crypto, NFTs, DeFi, and blockchains. That used to be only Bitcoin. Mixed reality used to be VR. The maker movement used to be computer science. IT, cloud computing, used to be the World Wide Web or the internet. If you're at a category early where there's a small intimate group, I definitely would say savor that because it won't be that way for long. As the category grows, as the industry grows, you will find that those earlier events where you got to be close to people in a much more intimate setting will be a nice memory, possibly a one you want to go back to because when things get a little loud 
louder and more saturated and noisy, you don't get as easy of a chance to get that FaceTime with people. And it's a lot more effort to find the right people. So if you go into that noisy industry a little later on in its growth curve, you might have a little trouble finding the right connections, if that makes sense. Whereas if you're there early, you're basically could talk to just about anyone and they're pretty much going to probably be pretty key players in the space. So take note of that, pay attention to that. And I would really lean into the smaller niches and intimate groups. Okay, my next insight is Artificial intelligence and machine learning are giving bionic arms to software. Now, with the rise of things like volumetric 3D rendering and NERF technology, along with stuff like generative AI, it's quite mind-boggling to consider how new realities that could never exist are being created and facilitated by this new tech. Now, critics have their valid arguments, us included, but it's clear that AI really allows users of almost any skill level to build build robust digital realities, assets, and creations with no prior experience. And I really think that's a powerful concept. I think once you get past that anxiety and future shock and perhaps even fear and terror of what this is going to do to our world, I'd say if some cynicism and hate could be put aside for just a second and think about what you could use it for yourself, right? As you know, here at ETM, we are big into introducing technology to people regardless of skill level. So as I've realized what AI can do for anyone coming off the street, I actually have started to get a little bit excited again after admittedly having a bit of a negative reaction. And I think that negative reaction actually comes from the marketing of AI. And I really don't like it when people say this is going to replace these people. You'll never need, you know, a graphic designer or coder again. I actually think those tools are simply going to be absorbed into those people's toolkits. It's sort of like when Milwaukee tools came out with battery powered power tools it wasn't like all of a sudden consumers became workers with those tools yeah maybe they went to home depot and bought those tools but i actually think it's the workers in the field and craftsmen and women that will always be using the tools so i don't see how that's any different with stuff like AI. It's going to be the people that are already using software to do their job that will actually have more use of these new tools. Now, if you want to come off the street and use these tools for your craft, more power to you. But I think a lot of people miss the fact that unless you're doing some kind of craft to begin with, the tools appearing aren't magically going to make new people do the craft. Now, that is a whole separate discussion, frankly, but I do think think that, you know, when Photoshop came out, does that mean everyone became a graphic designer? I don't think so. Now, you could make the argument that generative AI is so much easier to do that, but I just think most people don't have the motivation or care to even create stuff. So yes, I think there will be new people coming in, but I highly doubt that the craftspeople of the digital age are going to be replaced at all. If anything, they're going to be given bionic arms. Our next insight is spatial audio is a new entrant and emerging tech for mixed reality, also called extended reality. You've heard of surround sound likely, and you've heard of sound that's in your left and right ear, but did you know that there's 
3D sound that can move around you in space at almost any angle and direction. So we're used to, like I said, the left, right, even up or down, but imagine sound that could almost float around your head and you could almost imagine hearing the sound in a circle or sideways, diagonal. It's almost a truly three-dimensional experience of sound. It's a really powerful audio aspect to this you know everything is so heavily visual with the immersive technology space that i found spatial audio to be quite fascinating and interesting because you have the ability now to experience sound in multiple dimensions frankly definitely will want to check out the episode with david urutia who really lays out the possibilities and frankly how early it is for audio since audio is often overlooked when creating big productions whether it's games or movies and such so i think we're going to see a whole new age of audio experiences Okay, my last insight is that free and open source technology, also known as FOSS, F-O-S-S, are a secret weapon and engine behind most technology. You know, advanced and cutting edge does not have to mean expensive. Look at single board computers like the Raspberry Pi. That thing starts at $35. The Raspberry Pi Zero is even cheaper than that. And a lot of new software and tech does require dollars and subscriptions, but a lot doesn't. And frankly, free and open source has been a hidden secret engine behind a lot of the fang companies. Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, Apple, Google. I'm even going to add NVIDIA, so we're going to have F-A-A-N-N-G, right? So I'm, I'm actually coining a new fang term or expanding fang to include more companies. Now, before you reach for your checkbook or credit card, consider that some free and open source options and solutions might be a better choice for you to start with. And there will likely be at least something for you. Especially if you're in a more experimental phase, there's no reason to just pay for stuff before you know what happens, right? Like I remember jumping into Adobe Cloud subscription and then I didn't really use it because I wasn't really quite ready to dive into all those use of tools. And what I ended up doing was canceling it. And then I ended up finding a lot of free and open source tools to do what I needed to do because I realized what I actually needed to do is pretty easy and simple. And then if you look at stuff like Canva, or other programs like that, we're really getting into this drag and drop, drag and dropification of the world. Can I make that a word? Because I think that a lot of these more advanced tools are just that, advanced. Again, my comment earlier about craftspeople, you don't necessarily need to buy the most expensive, nice tools. You could just test the waters with free and open source tools. And I would even encourage you to see how far you can get with that with actual concrete results of what you create before you you just pay for stuff because I feel like it makes you feel like you did something but you actually didn't so just test the waters a bit see what happens and you might love open source as much as we do and frankly a lot of those paid tools and softwares were open source or were built on Linux and so they were simply built and retooled and evolved into premium products which I will admit there's a reason why they are used and nicely polished products that are 
easy to use and convenient. I'm not hating on that at all. I use them as well. But the point I'm making is that there's so many tools and there's so many new things coming out that you don't want to jump the gun unless you already are a craftsperson. And frankly, you don't even need to be taking my advice because you probably know better than me. So if you're new, you're not sure, take it easy. Check out free and open source. I cannot emphasize that enough. I love free and open source. Thank you to all the people that have been pushing that movement since day one and continue to. And yeah, cannot thank you guys enough. That is seriously an amazing contribution to the world. Okay, I think that about does it. Those are our insights. I am the show notes. I'm listing some shows around each of those points we've done because frankly, a lot of these insights have come from shows that we did in the past. So check them out if any of these points in particular got you excited or interested. And I will see you in the future. Thank you.